after breakfast, once before lunch, it's Austin, Texas, it's weird brunch. For the In like 2004 or 2005, people were like, we're going to wear Ciccone's for mm-hmm. like a year and a half. And if you don't, you suck. Yeah. It oh. was almost like V-shoes. I think I was maybe too young for that. That would have been like oh, middle wow. school for me. Oh, wow. I mean, we're not that. Haley. Haley's just bragging. I think that maybe we should make a concentrated effort to bring up Skechers Shape Ups back. Um, I know they are bad. They aren't. Skechers is. Oh, the Shape Ups specifically. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah they got sued because Kim Kardashian also they got didn't sued in that really process. do anything. No, they actually hurt you. You can pretty severely like roll your anchor ankle, and I think you can also get like plantar fasciitis because of them. But you probably your butt probably looks pretty. My good. feet are already so fucked up. Well, it's Sunday. We it have is. on our weird brunch. Well, well, sweatshirts. I'm really excited about it. Me about too. It too. I essentially solely exist in a sweatshirt. Monday through Friday. Same. Working from home. So this is like a new core piece. We're going to both have this on yeah. in calls. <gasps> yeah. We'll both be in it tomorrow people morning. People are going to be like, start listening and then I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I've said some things over the years. <laughs> Master gaslighting right Who's there. Who's the last one that went Gas. to the bathroom? Like, I went and pissed, girl. It was you. Yes. Yeah. You go pissed, girl. Like, Gas. 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 Like gaslighting. Can you That's how I also power my house. With your farts. <laughs> with <laughs> gaslighting. Yeah. Oh, with my farts. Is that how you start your stovetop? Just rip one. (laughs) (laughs) Just long matches. And I'm like, yeah. Long, elegant match. Yeah. Uh, The chandelier bar at the Cosmopolitan has great long matches, and I get them every time I'm there. So they would be good for lighting farts if y'all want to try it out. Try it out. I'm down. Because I definitely don't have one of the like pointy long fire starter lighters yeah. oh we i have do. one yeah you ha- wow both of y'all do wow they're also great for candles like when your candle starts getting real low yeah. and you can't you get that's when i get my long matches yeah you have more you're, you're some more elegant <laughs> yes little house on the prairie over here elegant yeah. eleganza um <laughs> thanks Haley. <laughs> you, you shut that down real well, fast you know i know it's early Mm-hmm. But I brought Christmas gifts. I know. Holiday This gifts. is going to be second Christmas present of the... Yeah, because John gave us weird brunch hoodies. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Soon available on Redbubble. Is that the one where it's like, if someone Sorry. orders it, we'll make it? Yeah. Okay. And they're like incredibly overpriced yeah. because they have to do one-offs. Yeah. yeah, of course. So if you really want a weird brunch hoodie, it's $75. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus shipping. Plus and shipping. handling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll probably take a few months, but yes. it'll be worth it. So worth it uh and none of the money would go to us no no it's just a custom printed sweatshirt yeah it's perfect i love it i mean you know it's brand awareness it is and people would be like oh weird (laughs) oh oh why don't they call it weird poops yeah (laughs) (laughs) we could rebrand we could but then John would we have to go agree. through all the trouble again. Yeah, weird, you know. <laughs> That's like our mini episode. Are we weird gonna, poops? Are we opening presents? Yeah, on? Let's yeah. See. I do want to say. So I'm go. I went on a theme this year, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are getting this similar gift. Okay. And you should talk about it on the podcast. It's very clear. I'm gonna do it. 
today. Who's I rapped before I looked on TikTok on how to make oh, bows. <laughs> that's fun though. It's uh, very apparent. I think mine looks look classy. At this. You made this I think bow. I did. It's very pretty. TikTok. Look at me. I know, I know. how to TikTok use it sometimes. A little garish with the bow, I guess. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it kind of is. I like this wrapping paper. By I the like way. it too. Thank you. I also did a tropical theme yeah, it, wrapping is paper. It, uh, white lotus scene. Th- that's start what watching. I thought. <gasps> hey. Hell yeah. Oh my god! Is this? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it is what you think it is. I'm so excited to kill you. I know. Lisa got a Tamagotchi. It's a Tamagotchi Christmas. Holy oh shit. For so many people in my life. Generation two. Yeah. Speaking of things that you can own that poop. Mm-hmm. Shit mm-hmm. builds up with a Tamagotchi. It has a whole mm-hmm. little section on the back about bathroom. How fun. Holy shit. Dang. So I I'm figured, not working tomorrow. <laughs> I'm Tamagotchi. Uh, I figured y'all could maybe compete and name it your sister's name and see who see can kill it faster. <laughs> who kills it faster? Uh, uh, there's just so many things you can do. I also found uh-huh. out because I was like, why are these even like? Why did this even come up in my life? Right. And it's like people are kind of picking them up again. Oh yeah, for yeah. nostalgia and also to not be on your phone all the time. I mean, but still be on Gen something. Z is mm-hmm. gonna go back to like. Oh yeah, like I don't know. I could all see the them all LCD. getting landlines or something yeah. like that just for fun. Rotary phones. Yeah. <sighs> God. It's like how we all got record players yeah. for fun. Exactly. They and all. They all. That's all you buy. Well, and then the cycle of nostalgia is so small now that they this whole year the whole nostalgic thing to do is wear your um, headphones, headphones with, with a cord. Yeah. They're still iPod headphones. Like they're not like. Yeah. Yeah. Ra- exactly. I want them to go back to the the wraparound ones. I'd like them to those? just oh. be the little, the tiny little metal band mm-hmm. with the big, the, oh. the like with the antennas because it has the yeah, built-in radio or like radio. the half, yes. half dollar sized little puff, black little puff ball. It falls apart. Yep. Yeah, that will, that little windscreen on that thing is gonna disintegrate mm-hmm. in six months. Yeah. yeah, and then you just have that weird leftover speaker piece and, and it's, it's like, like only one of the ears you can yeah. put on yeah the other one rests on the the back of your ear yeah. yeah i'm sure we can make that happen for you whitney i don't i don't know if my ears could take it i have little baby ears. i have little baby ears too we have tiny little ears <laughs> <laughs> i might like my uh earbuds i bought some different ones i have to too i bought some i like researched earbuds for people with small ears and like they're still too big i want to get the bone headphones have you oh. looked at have like child those? headphones those when it's child have they want to like wrap it all the way around your ear yeah sh- which is even it's a worse choking for hazard us. if it's just a yeah. earbud for a child so oh. and I for want, whitney the bone headphones are the ones that don't sit in your actual ear they literally use the bone yeah, on your head. Yeah, and it like conducts, I don't know, it'd be perfect. It's like another 90s, early 2000s toy that I was obsessed with, which were the lollipops that were connected to a sound, like a radio, and you listen to the music by eating the lollipop because it ricocheted off your teeth what and into your skull. What the hell are you talking yep, about? Yep, yep. I, I don't re- remember this. I got this, so after a soccer tournament, a lot of times mom would let me get like a little treat, a little prize kind of thing. First thing I ever got in that that I remember was a um those finger skateboards yes yep 
Iconic. Tech deck. Tech deck. That's what it was. Um, and then the next thing I got was it's quite literally, it looked, the base of it looks like a vape, how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you stick a lollipop into it and any lollipop and it clamps down on it and you can turn on the radio on it and you bite down on the lollipop and it uses it. it that's how you hear it is by vibrates through your head. How do I not remember you having this? I loved it. I think I broke it like immediately okay. or something, but it was, I don't know why I didn't. And it's not, it's completely impractical. <laughs> like you can only you have listen to be to like it while you're eating on. a lollipop. And I eat yeah. all types of candy. So just like, yeah, you're horrifically a fast. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sucking on it. I'm like, yeah. nah, nah, nah. um, Jackie much like Owen. Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I bought something off Poshmark that I wonder if you'll notice it. So, like, I'll recognize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I found it when I was looking for something else, something for White Elephant, and I was gonna try to incorporate it. Our family White Elephant. I was gonna try and incorporate it into it, and then I was like, I don't want anyone other than you or me getting it, so I'm gonna just buy it for myself. Okay. You could also like just tell me which package of yours. I know, was. but someone could steal it. Well, we would we would rig the system to where yeah. you went right after me, and so you would just steal it from me. Y'all rig so much of <laughs> Christmas. Right. This, but without the happy face on it. Oh, is, yeah. Yes, I do recognize it. In but lime green. green. Yeah, yeah. It was my, my fingernail polish. Mm, fingernail the, polish. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you remember the this specific kind shaped one from Limited to two. two? No. And it was, I remember being rounder, but maybe I'm just filling that in no, in my I, brain. You're filling it in. I wasn't. That was my nail polish holder. It was, it's a it's a glittery glittery plastic. Kind of like a caboodle. Kind of like not. a caboodle with a big smiley face on it. Smiley it didn't faces have were very big. Smiley face though. Yeah. Mine didn't. It was no. Blank. So I found one. There, I could only find two at all online. Mm-hmm. That one, and then there's another one. The one that I got was purple, like mm-hmm. that, without the smiley face. It's I just remembered the other Christmas gift I wanted to give y'all. My mother was sending me photos of me Perfect. when I was little, and she sent me one that I had never seen before, and I think she's trying to get me canceled. Let me see. Oh, it's fine. You're not wearing a headdress. The headdress is what would... You are dressed um, like a native person, perhaps. Perhaps. But that looks like shit that... you. I feel like we had like Pilgrim and Indian Day at, in elementary school. Yes. Yeah, know? that's probably what this is. Yeah. But I was like, that we was can't sanctioned. be pulling that out of the... We don't need to be pulling that out of the You're a memory box. Baby. I mean, I don't think you need to run to social media to post it as a throwback no. Thursday kind of thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I might, but uh there's also this one from when I was 15 and my mom thought she was a photographer. Oh, let's see. Wow. I can't see it. <laughs> Talk about em- oh, emotion. You look beautiful. You do. You look mm. very pretty. <laughs> but it is like It was shocking. Mm. These were shocking. She to posed me. you. She did. And then my dad kind of looks almost like a Clooney here. Oh, he's he got looks like very handsome. Clooney vibes. Mm-hmm. That yeah. threw me off. <laughs> Mom just, never sends us old pictures of her. She just drops shit off at our house that yeah. often includes old pictures. Yeah, because she's like, I don't want these. <laughs> That's I think that's why she's sending she's sending these them. She's me. like, and another to throw away. Yeah. One and yeah. thrown. And here I will say thrown. mom dropping that kind of stuff off now when we get to the point where we are having to go through mom's things, a significant amount of it will already be 
Oh, yeah. We've already gone through it. Well, so. it's not going to be like Ozzy, who kept everything in the whole world. Yeah. Ozzy had also like... She had nice, nice stuff. Yeah. Not that mom doesn't have nice no, shit. No, it's just a it's different just, era. Yeah. A different trust fund. Yes. <laughs> Her income was adequate, as we remember. Ozzy's, not yeah. mom's. No. Never adequate. No, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Will you turn that thing on? I want to know. Oh, yeah. I have to pull the... Let's see. The time... Oh, uh-oh. Oh, it's hatching. <gasps> it's a little bouncing egg. Oh, I forgot how cute goodness. it is. So I want to... Are you going to go through it all right now? No, it, you have to like set up the time and it yeah. will hang on it. I won't do that right now. But... Did you get yourself one? No. Um, I got roughly 10 of them. Okay. So wow. you're probably going to... Are, they, like, all are they relatively inexpensive to get? Yes. Like 20 bucks? They're like 10 to 20. Really? Yes. I felt like, I don't know. Well, this was like high technology when we got it as kids. Y'all's love is worth more, but. We had to share one. I don't think we each got one. I think we had to share one. I don't. Was this pre. Okay. So when it comes to being able to afford things as a child, there's a demarcation line of pre-Spencer, post-Spencer. pre-Spencer. Yeah. I remember going to KB Toys in the mall to Mm -hmm. get it, to get mine. My, um, I started with Giga Pets because they were cheaper. Yeah, yep. I think that's probably Tamagotchi. So Tamagotchi came out in the U.S. in 1997. That's the year that Mom and Spencer got married, right? Okay, then he was probably around. Yeah. Well, welcome to Weird Brunch. I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm uh, Haley Lamond, newly merchandised. Yeah, I'm I'm Lisa Friedrich. Also, and uh, new parents. Yeah, both of congratulations on your eggs. Thank you. It is a you know a beautiful burden that you've been given given to us. Thank you so much. (laughs) A beautiful burden. Mm -hmm. I got one for Sharna, which is kind of (laughs) fucked up. She's like great. Another fucking thing. Thanks for this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna love it. But yeah, so who wants to go first? I can. There you go. <laughs> okay, I can. I'm ready. Yeah, go for it. And mine is themed a little bit. <sighs> Disgusting. Themes for the pod, themes for Christmas. Why can't I pull it up? Are we going to guess the theme or are you going to tell us the themes theme? Themes are themes. All right. Travel with me to <laughs> lovely Catalonia, which is an autonomous community of Spain. If you've ever heard of people speaking Catalan or been to Spain, there's usually like stuff in Catalan and stuff in Spanish. It's very similar. But Catalonia is in Spain and included in Catalonia is Barcelona, Girona, a couple other ones. So that's where we are, right? And Christmas in Catalonia is a fun time. It basically lasts two days. So it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is when they celebrate mostly. Um, And one of the most deeply rooted Christmas traditions in Catalonia is Tio de Nadal, also known as Cagatio. Yeah, so let's talk about it. How do you spell it? C-A-G-A-T-I-O. So like Tio, like uncle almost, but the accent is on the O, which is why it's bothering me Mm. because Tio in Spanish is T accent on the I-O. And I kept listening to different variations of it and it all sounded the same. So I apologize for 
mispronouncing it, but it starts popping up in the beginning of September. You start seeing, yeah, Christmassy times happening, right? Cagatillo is also a figure and he is an often hollow log with a face painted on it with two little front legs nowadays. And he's usually wearing a Catalan hat. Do not look it up. I'm not. Okay. Damn. I just, Do I've not done nothing wrong. You are doing wrong. Things. I'm not. She's suspiciously typing. I'm not typing. I'm, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. You know what? What I'm doing is none of your business. It is so. my business. So he's usually wearing a Catalan hat and it's a scarf. Fan. So it, the Catalan hat, um, it's not like a Santa hat, but it's it's similar and kind of like it flops over, right? Like a nightcap. Yeah, kind, kind of, of like a nightcap, just not as pointy. A foreskin. Well, it's How many also foreskins. Have you seen <laughs> more than I'd like to talk about? <laughs> okay, so he wears this they hat flop, and scarf. So. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not talking about poo. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This is her hyperfixation. Just let her have it, please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We all have something. Mine's yet yet to be discovered. (laughs) So T-O-T-I-O accent on it means log in Catalan. The log is sometimes found in the woods. The parents will set it up nowadays. Okay. Like an you elf on the shelf kind of thing? Kind of. So you used to go out and like chop something down, but now you go find the log in an event <laughs> staged for children. You adopt the log and you take it home and you feed and care for it during the month of December. Like from a Tamagotchi. This is the yes, original Tamagotchi. This is the original Tamagotchi. Wow, so apropos. from December 8th, to Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, depending on your household. After caring for the cagatillo for most of the month, a game is played where the children march around the house singing this song. Oh, no. And I'm going to play it for you. Just continue to rise. But what are they saying? So they're saying it's a small me, world. <laughs> basically, it's a small world. So I have another version and I'm going to translate for you. But let me tell you one more thing. <laughs> oh, no. So before you leave this car lot, let me tell you yeah. one more thing. <laughs> Do I even want to say that? No, I'm going to just translate it for you. Okay. Fuck it. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to try this. It might not work. Poop log. <laughs> Poop tron. Made from almond peanuts. Don't put sardines. They are too salty. Poop tron. They are better. Poop log. Poop tron. If you don't poop, I will hit you with a stick. <laughs> Oh, and that's the stick noise. That's the stick. Oh. <laughs> okay. What was it? Um, I want to say shout out to Nora Jones for recording oh. that because that was oh. her. Yeah. So. Was that her fart? That could have been her farts. <laughs> it did I, sound it might really have elegant. Been. It did. Yeah. So. Oh, no. It sounded intentional. This whole time you didn't know that Cagatillo is 
the Catalanian poop log. And it is actual poop log. So they're not calling him like poop log is his name. They're saying they're commanding him to poop. Okay. So the direct, that's why is. they're feeding it for yeah, a month. Exactly. So the rest of this is going to mostly come from an NPR article. I'll say the author at the end because I forgot her name, but it's a fun ride. So traditionally, the Cagatio song is sung while the children gently hit the log with sticks. This encourages the log to stop. poop presents such as candies, nuts, and small toys. <laughs> mostly. I wish, they, why? I wish so, corn was on the yes. list. <laughs> The person who wrote this, so her friend is, she just moved to Barcelona and she finds out this tradition. Barcelona. Barcelona. And she asks her friend and she said, why is the log being urged to poop something? Why is it specifically to runs to eat? And the runs. Yeah. So she goes down this wormhole trying to find out what all this is right she's like cagatio is like santa then yeah and they're like yes you take the presents and you don't ask any questions about it like just let the log poop your presents for you but they're they're more like stocking stuffers they than are like presents. it's and yeah. it's also more of like a group present yeah it's a pinata it's a it's, poop pinata it's kind of i mean you beat it but okay, I don't know if this is later in the story. I'll just say it now. But the kids they beat the the log and sing the Cagatillo song, and then they're encouraged. They go either play in another room or they go pray about getting presents. Gotcha. And so then they're praying when about they poop? come back. There's a blanket the that's a halfway shit. on the log, and they take off the blanket. And then the pooped out presents are there and it is like small things, right? And one of the main things is Tehran, which is a nougat traditionally made of egg whites, honey, sugar, and almonds. And they're fashioned into rectangles or little cakes, bite-sized pieces. It's a very... Little duties. Yeah. yeah, little duties. And it's a big dessert over there, especially during Christmas. She goes to a candy store to find out about Tehran and a woman behind the counter says her family has been making them for more than 50 years. When she was little, she would leave oranges in front of Tio at night and in the morning only the peels would remain, much like Santa, Santa eating eat. the little cookies. After feeding him for weeks, a blanket was placed on top of the ass of Tio and then singing and beating would commence and afterwards... They'd go into the other room. They'd come back and the Tehran would be there. Person who wrote the article asks the woman if she thinks a pooping Christmas log struck her as unusual ever. And she simply said, we are Catalan. The origins of Cagatillo and Tehran are hazy and the coming together of them seems to be one of convenience. Any type of candy or anything can be placed in front of Cagatillo, but Tio in the end is implored to poop Tehran specifically because it is a traditional Christmas sweet, not in just, not just in Catalonia, but across all of Spain. Imagine if someone told you, Mm -hmm. you had to poop something specific. I couldn't do it. If I beat you with a stick, would you? I could only poop poop. Go get your Hello Kitty bat. I don't want to. Poop Tehran. <laughs> I don't want to be hit. 
As Candy Legend has it, the Turon was brought to Spain by the Moors in medieval times when most of Spain was known as Al-Andalus. There's no record of, record of the specific event or cultural transmission, but documents from the 16th century refer to it being consumed during Christmas in the time of immemorial um, I also wanted to say, I've heard the term more. I know what it is, but I didn't know if it was racist. So I looked it up on Wikipedia. If you're not familiar, the term more is derived from ancient Mori. It's an exonym used by Christian Europeans to designate Muslim inhabitants in that area. Um, and it has been used in Europe in a broader, somewhat derogatory sense to refer to Muslims in general. So we're not going to say more anymore. What do we say instead? Uh, people. It's likely that Turans were reserved for special occasions due to their high cost. There are also documents that associate Tehran with salary. In fact, it is known that the Spanish port city of Alicante's landowners paid the first half of the year's salary in coins and the second half in Tehran's, which I don't know if I would want that, but okay. No, I want money. Yeah, I want the money. How did Tehran's end up coming out of the butt of a log in Catalonia? Magic. So the author goes to the Department of Popular Culture in Barcelona. A couple people talk to her and assure her that Tio de Navidad describes the origins of Cagatillo as a pagan tradition celebrating the winter solstice. In rural villages, Catalans would choose a large tree trunk to set a flame in a bonfire. They'd burn it throughout the winter and honor it as Tio de Nadal. Until it pooped. Yeah. I mean, but Tio de Nadal means like Christmas log. Tio Caga means poop log. <laughs> okay, so get it right. At some point, no one knows exactly when the tradition evolved into families finding a log in the woods, covering it with a blanket and carrying it, caring for it inside their house until it was time for Tio to give back. And that's what he's doing for, you know, them taking care of him. You say, hey, that kind of sounds like a Yule log. It's similar to the Yule log tradition. I didn't know the Yule log was pooping. I'm, I refuse to log, get away I'm from... I'm pretty sure it doesn't poop. I don't know. But I, I've never hit one with a stick. So that's a good point. You should be hitting if hit, it. Hitting a log with a stick is like hitting a person with a severed arm. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost cannibalistic, but... In the vein of it, yeah. yeah. Like when a hawk gets an egg. Mm. If you hit me with a severed arm, I'd probably shit myself. Would you sit presents? Whatever's up there. <laughs> Whatever's so been left up there. So in the end, the author asks, <laughs> but why does it have to poop the Tehran? That is the question. And she said... No one knows. It's just okay. a thing we do. She had hoped to find a tidy origin story, but understood how most Catalans haven't asked why, because it's bizarre to the rest of the world, but here imploring a log to poop candy with sticks and threats is as magical as waiting to hear the sound of sleigh bells on your own roof. Sticks and threats. Yeah. Yes. It's like Santa's the clump clump on the roof, but like yeah. for the log is the... Yeah. It's just <laughs> the sounds of pre-diarrhea, <laughs> like churning stomach. Yeah. It is guts. funny because that 
Nora fart. Jones song. I guess Anthony Bourdain did something about this. And Nora Jones sings the song, but you don't see her. It's a cartoon. But in the beginning, it's Anthony Bourdain. And he's listening to this wall because all he hears are fart noises. But that's that's just my little short story about Kaga Tio, the poop log who, I mean... If I was to celebrate any form of Christmas, I feel like poop log would be it. We could start that. I think it would be fun. We could start doing poop log. We could start doing um, snatchy Christmas rat. <laughs> yes, yeah, snatchy Christmas rat. Oh, wait. I wanted oh, to say yeah. the NPR article was by a woman named Lindsay Patterson. And the title of the article article is a Catalan log that poops nougats at Christmas. Very descriptive. So, um, yeah. yeah. If you want to go read it, it's a little Why fun don't we read. just start doing the Christmas log? We're kind of starting late because we're supposed to get the log at the beginning of December, right? <sighs> well, you're supposed to have it December 8th. It's December 11th. So we're. Oh, is there enough time for the log to percolate? I mean, I mean, if you hit it extra hard. Yeah. I think it, or you if, can catch yeah, up on we, the days. Or if we like let it go through just a an couple extra days, three after. days after. Yeah. yeah. But so do they celebrate this in lieu of Christmas or alongside? No, no Christmas? it's alongside Christmas. But I think in Catalan and in Spain, instead of Santa bringing the big presents, it's the three wise men. I think I remember hearing this. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what it said in the Wikipedia page. Yeah. So, yeah. The log. It's fun. I mean, we got like stockings, like whatever. All of it's weird when you break down, if you just yeah, explain what it is. I also like went and I was like, well, in the first iterations of Cagatillo, they would leave it halfway in the fireplace. And I was like, mm -hmm. what's the deal with the fireplace? Like, why well, are our, our shit go. around like, the fireplace yeah. also? It's the center of the home. With Santa. But in like pagan tradition stuff and like older shit, witches and mystical creatures could enter your house through mm -hmm. the chimney. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that all translated over to Spain also. It but all probably kind of mashes up and crosses over yeah. each other. And, yeah, I mean, you know, a chimneys, are, chimneys are weird. They are weird. You never know. I got one. I don't know what's, I haven't looked up there. Mm -mm. That's none of my business. No. <laughs> It's the house's <laughs> vagina. Okay, like, let it do what it wants. Do I look like a house gynecologist? Yeah, I don't think so. God. They're always hey, sticking shit up there. there. Yep. Squirrels shit. living in it. Yep. You gotta smoke it out. Mm. Just like a normal human vagina. I smell water on me. Okay. I, th I want Lisa to go. Okay. Lisa can go. Okay. July 28th, 19th. <laughs> The drama. Mm -hmm. I hope yours is incredibly serious compared to Whitney's shitting log. It is. The, ooh, oh, God. The poop log. My poop log fell out. Um. <laughs> I was also, when I found it, I was like, are people just being assholes and being like, oh, you know, the they're saying the log is shitting when it's not. And they're just being like, the log produces the gifts, but it does. It does. Yeah. They command Def the it's, log. Well, when you to were saying shit. Kaga Tio, it sounded like you were saying Kaka, Kaka. Right. And I was like, surely, like, I don't want to yeah. be offensive by assuming you're saying Kaka because it's one of the only, like, Spanish yeah. words that of I course. know. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's Ka that's why I had you spell it. Yeah. Like, Kaga. Okay. That's, di that's a, different a different word, word with nope. a G. It's not. Turns it, out. Yeah. Yep. Kaga Tio. The language is so similar. Yeah. Truly. July 28th, 1987. <laughs> Let's hear it. 25-year-old Susanna Susie nope. Lamplu 
Lamplu. She's a real estate agent at Sturgis and Sons. She is on her way to show a house at 37 Shorolds Road in Fulham, England. She has a 1 p.m. appointment with Mr. Kipper. You said 1926? 86. 1986. Women weren't allowed to do things in 26. I I was confused. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When she left, she left her purse behind. She took a key ring with keys to her car, her home. She would not have had a Tamagotchi on her key ring at that time. It's Mm -hmm. 10 years too early. It's true. Um, Well, I don't know when they were in England, but. uh, (laughs) They're just really ahead of the curve. (laughs) Yeah. You know how England is. And she had her small wallet with several credit cards and $15. Her office diary recorded the details of the appointment as 1245 Mr. Kepper 37 Shorolds OS, OS outside property. Interesting. Three witnesses saw her outside of 37 Shorolds Road between 1245 and 1 p.m. She was waiting in the gateway of the property at 1250, seemed to be waiting on someone. Ten minutes after that, the owner of the house next door hears someone leaving 37 and saw Susie and a man leaving the house looking back up at it. There was another uh, sighting of a pair, uh, assumedly her and, and this man. The man was holding a bottle of champagne with ribbons around it. Interesting. Like he bought a house? Potentially. They then saw the pair getting into the car. A neighbor later said that they thought the pair had been arguing and that the man had bundled Lamplu into the car. The witnesses described the man as a white male between 25 and 30. They always are with a dark complexion and with dark hair swept back. He was immaculately dressed in a dark charcoal suit and was described as a public schoolboy type. He may have had a broken nose. college boy, maybe? Like in fashion or in vibe? Probably vibe. Okay, gotcha. Because a charcoal suit rings private school to yeah, me. Because mm-hmm. black suit is like formal. Mm-hmm. And if he was like 25 looking, mm-hmm. he still could have been in in, in, in university. Preps, in uni. There was then a sighting of Lamplu driving her car erratically away from Shorold's Road, arguing with the man in the car, causing the witness to have to swerve his own vehicle out of the way to avoid a collision. Lamplu's white Ford Fiesta. I didn't know they had those in 86. Me either. But, you know, England ahead of the (laughs) curve. It was sighted uh, poorly parked outside a garage opposite the 123 Stevenage Road, about one mile away, uh, noted by several witnesses at various points in the afternoon. A close friend of Lamplu's, Barbara Whitfield, said she saw Lamplu driving north up the Fulham Palace Road in her car with a man around 2.45 p.m. And she insisted that it was Lamplu. She waved to her as she cycled down the road, but Susie was talking to her passenger and didn't see her, in theory. Since she was the only one who actually knew Lamplu, this sighting was given a little bit of extra weight. A woman on Stevenage Road said possibly saw Lamplu with a smartly dressed man wearing a suit. By 3.30 p.m., her colleagues at the estate agent's real estate, were becoming concerned that she had not returned. At 4.30, they went over to 37 Shorolds Road. I'm imagining, like, 
five people piling into a car and being like, let's go. Like mm-hmm. a fun little offsite. <laughs> but she was not there. At 530, they called the police to report her missing. In between that, they did call her mom and her mom was like, "We, I also haven't heard from her, so now I'm concerned as well. At 10 p.m., a police officer found her car parked in the same spot it had been sighted that afternoon, which was by another house for sale. Hmm. The vehicle appeared to have been parked in haste. The driver's door was open. The handbrake was off and the car key was missing. It was also parked poorly and was partly overlapping the garage. Her purse was found in the car, her wallet. Billfold. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Neither her own keys or the keys to 37 Shorold's. Road. It sounds like you're saying something Mm. else and it's getting caught in your mouth. I know. Gross. England. Um, The driver's seat was pushed back from the position Susie would usually have it in, as if somebody else was driving. Always. She was only 5'6", so she couldn't have driven it the way it was put there. The police suggested that a black left-handed drive BMW vehicle may have been involved because of an eyewitness account of a car that description seen parked in Shorts Road. The man remembered seeing it because many cars in the road had been double parked and he had a problem with it. It's just funny that most of the witnesses are like, and then this this fucked my day up. Yeah, they parked badly. That's why I remember this. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Witnesses also came forward to say that they had seen not one, but two white Ford Fiestas parked in Shorold's Road that day. Party in my Ford Fiesta. Mm-hmm. That's why it's Fiesta. A witness came forward sometime later with another significant sighting. He had initially come forward after the disappearance, but had his account dismissed because he described a blonde woman, and the officers who interviewed him incorrectly assumed that she was brown-haired when she vanished. What? A, mm-hmm, a man jogging outside had seen a car speeding down Stevenage Road, the same one that her car was found abandoned on, as he jogged out of Bishop's Park into the road at the exit by Fulham's FC's Craven Cottage Stadium. Boy, England. Yeah. Soccer. Soccer. is weird. It's called soccer. <laughs> Grow up, Craven Cottage. The car, notably a dark left-hand drive BMW, suddenly came to a stop further down the road, and a woman who matched Lamplew's disappearance, or whatever description probably, was seen struggling with a man inside it and beeping the horn in an apparent attempt to attract attention. Her then-boyfriend, a 27-year-old stockbroker, and her male flatmate were both questioned by the police, but were found to have confirmed alibis for the day in question. They had both spent time with business associates or friends, and many witnesses corroborated their accounts, meaning that the pair were quickly eliminated from inquiries. Her two-bedroom flat in Putney was searched. Uh, no, like nothing suspicious, really. It was soon pointed out to the press that were Mr. Kipper, who she was going to meet with, to be given the first name Dan, the words combined would be an anagram of kidnapper. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I promise we're going to get into why this is okay, chaos. Okay, okay. Her office manager revealed that a bunch of red roses had been delivered to her office by a mystery man just days before she disappeared. An initial mistake into her disappearance was the issuing of an image of her with dark hair. So obviously that threw everybody off. And then six months after her disappearance, a man came forward to inform police that he had discovered a BMW car that had been left abandoned in the road for some months was registered to a Belgian man known sometimes as Mr. Kuiper. <laughs> because the car was a BMW, they were like, oh, we should look into this. And then one year after her disappearance, detectives noticed that the artist's impression of Mr. Kipper from one of the descriptions strongly resembled a man named John Cannon, who was a convicted rapist mm. and later abductor and murderer who had been residing in a nearby prison hostel outside HM prison, a prison Wormwood hostel is it like a halfway house okay i'm assuming i would yes. guess that's the british version of prison they call it something a little bit more aggressive than a halfway house i guess uh, i don't it's probably it, i hope it is more aggressive than a halfway house Maybe it's like the timeout portion before they're like, we haven't convicted anybody. You gotta. Well, a lot of times when you get in prison, you don't have any anything. You can't go anywhere. They literally give you enough money for bus, bus fare or a yeah. taxi to your last known address. True. Yeah. Or to whatever big city yep. they want to dump you in. In 1980, this guy, John Kanan, had raped and beaten his girlfriend when she tried to leave him before raping a shopkeeper at Knife Point in 1981. He had been on day release from the prison, so that's prison hostel, mm -hmm. uh, in the months preceding her disappearance, uh, Lamplew's disappearance, and had been given a job in the area as a porter. Cannon was public school educated and was known by others for his uncanny ability to attract women. He had told his inmates and workmates in the weeks before Lamplew disappeared that he was enjoying going to wine bars in Fulham and had met a new uptown girl girlfriend named Susu. Some of these local wine bars were also visited by Susie Lamplew with one named Crocodile Tears, I want to go, located opposite the office in which she worked. Another place Canaan uh, frequented was the Prince of Wales pubs, uh, pub in Putney, which Lamplew was known to have visited on the very day Cannon was released by the nearby prison, three days before Lamplew was last seen. Cannon confirmed in 2021 that he visited such uh, local drinking establishments. He also often delivered roses to women as a romantic ploy, as had happened in the Lamplew case. He also had said to others that he was interested in buying a property in the area. He was released again from Wormwood Scrubs, the halfway home prison hostel, on July 25th, 1986. Three days later is when she disappeared, so three days before. In June of 1987, Lamplew's mother, Diane, said she believed Susie was dead. So what is that like? A year. He was sentenced to, this is John Cannon, he was sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder of um, another woman and for several other rapes, abductions, and attempted abductions. He was also convicted of the rape of a woman in reading on the train line between London and Bristol six weeks after his release from Wormwood Scrubs. 
The judge who sentenced him said you should never again be at liberty outside of prison walls. Further interviews were carried out with Cannon over Lampley's disappearance in 88, 89, and 1990. He was not, they never really put him out there as like we know for sure. Get to it in a second. She didn't come back again. Mom's worried. She's reported missing. So her mom kept this hope up that she had been kidnapped, that she was still alive. And she said, kind of quoting, she's shut up somewhere against her will. She's a very strong, very fit lady. She should be able to cope with most situations. That is, to me, such a tragic thing for a mom to have to say. Yeah, for yeah. Real. Like either they're captured, probably being tortured somewhere, or they're dead and you prefer them to be alive but being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like... Yeah. Um, Holding on to whatever you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being like, my child is resilient. Yeah. And they'll come back from it. Kind yeah. Of thing. It's hard. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. Diana had received hundreds of cards and letters. Most of them were sympathy, but she got some weird ones. Like one of them said that Susie had purchased a vehicle from the writer and her husband, and they were really impressed with her. Mm. Like just weird. People just want to insert themselves yeah, in the yeah. things. Yeah. So weird. I mean, she got like a ton of letters, yeah. and because it was the 80s and not like a Facebook post. Right. People are still feeling that shit. Yep. Within a week of the disappearance, Diana did say, I can face up to the fact that she died. It's the in-between part that I cannot face up to. Yeah, it's not knowing. Yeah. So in April of 1989, a woman contacts authorities saying that her ex, John Kanan, who went by the nickname Kipper, was involved in abduction and possible death of Susie. In 1993, she is declared legally dead. Uh, She's assumed she's been murdered, and that assumption is kind of across the board her remains have never been found between 94 and 2000 authorities received at least one confession to the abduction and murder and that was proven false now they also received uh some tips on where the remains were buried all of those were unfounded in november of 2002 authorities admitted john canaan was the only known suspect but there wasn't enough evidence to convict him or to mm-hmm. put this on him and then Kanan's like I know who killed her but in a cockney accent it's the same person responsible for the murder of Shirley Banks which is what he was convicted of he was convicted of murdering but he never admitted Shirley it Banks. I mean he I don't he was convicted of it, but he probably so, pled well I just guilty. wonder if he's That's, being like I did it or saying like yeah I know this other guy and he definitely killed the person I, I'm convicted of and yeah, this other girl yeah. you know there's something that talks about her murder but I didn't do it yeah, yeah there's already too much Cannon was known it was known that he did this that he showed up uninvited at a house for sale in Shorold's Road, days before the disappearance. So, like, he gets let out and he goes pretty much immediately to Shorold's Road. And he shows up at this house believing that a woman is there alone and he starts acting, like, kind of fucking hinky. <laughs> and then her husband gets home and he's, like, out of there. Uh, DNA evidence had also shown that Susie had previously been in a car that he owned at the time of her disappearance. Mm-hmm. How is this not 
Enough yeah. evidence. Authorities have apologized a few times for, quote, significant opportunities missed during original inquiry. I hate that. That's why I'm okay with this being chaos, because there was so much thrown out there. Yeah. And they did. They just didn't, they just do, didn't do it. What they probably should have. In 2008, Susie's father suggests looking into a man named Steve Wright, who's convicted of murdering five sex workers, women, in and around Suffolk, serving life in prison when authorities were like, oh, huh. Yeah, that was kind of similar back there. He had also worked with Susie in the early 80s and maintained contact with her. Mm. He also used the nickname Kipper. Uh huh. Authorities have not confirmed him as a suspect. Again, they say that John Cannon is the only suspect, mm-hmm. but they can't convict him. Right. Scotland Yard approached Susie's dad about Wright, and Wright's ex-wife had discussed him in reference to Susie's disappearance, and alerted them that he had been in the area when she disappeared. So their last hope is kind of right now. In June 2022, John Kanan was diagnosed with a fatal illness. And so they're hoping that he will have that like deathbed confession. Yep. And so even though he's kind of said I did it in a roundabout in a right. I mean possibly unless he's saying he didn't kill the other yeah, woman. It's hard right. To- yeah, they are just like, well, if he knows who it is, maybe he'll say it or maybe he'll admit to it or but I'm also like, well, they didn't find anything anywhere. Yeah. Like, what if she just wanted to disappear and happened to know these creepy dudes? Like, I don't mm. know. Mm. So anyway, that's a mystery for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm never inclined to believe that a woman just wants to disappear i've thought about doing it yeah but you wouldn't tell your mom Mm -mm. or me i i might i might like wink at you weird at a weird time right and you are to just understand (laughs) that it means you're leaving forever (laughs) like moving to bermuda i would disappear but i'd be very blatant about it well i wouldn't like i'd be like i'm i'm disappearing people who thought i you know like the the leftovers yeah it's almost like killing yourself, yeah. except you don't know that the person killed themselves. They're just gone. I mean, if the same feelings are associated with wanting to disappear, but still having the preservation, like self-preservation of being like, I know that this might hurt my friends and family, but they're better off without me being in existence sure, around them. It's, a, it's just that same kind yeah. of thought. Or, But you you still don't want to necessarily like die. And you maybe right. want the opportunity to come back. Yeah, better. After you get your shit together. Yeah. But it takes a lot to disappear, though. It's expensive to disappear if you want to do it and not like get out of the country. You, well, you have to have the funds to do it. You have to be able to pull the funds and it not be noticeable that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in a cash business, which like lumps like real estate. You could probably get away with it because you get large. Well, and in money. the 80s, yeah. too, like there were not a digital trail. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, but I think one of those dudes did it probably yeah. that john guy but yeah, like for sure well if he does do a deathbed confession hopefully he says where she is so it won't just be yeah i saw something else that he was up for parole october of this year and i didn't it didn't say whether 
because the article was older than yeah. October. But you probably would have seen articles if he had gotten it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the mystery of Susie Lamplu. Sorry, on Susie. That sucks. Road. That is a lot of. Sh- Either way, like if all of those things that people reportedly saw and mm-hmm. like all of the things that have come out, it's like, damn, like she was still dealing with shit, like mm-hmm. regardless of any of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's also anytime there's a story like that and they're going through suspects kind of in the orbit of the, the, the potential victim, it's never surprising how many there are. How just a regular person be mm-hmm. like, well, she dated this guy, but he had a bunch of previous convictions yeah. of domestic abuse. Or her old boss, who she still talks to, was a serial rapist. Yeah. Like, it's just so incredibly common. Did you see the guy from Love is Blind has like a um, domestic violence? Matt? The one who's with the good couple, basically. I don't. I've Not the one who ended up with Colleen. Yeah, the guy. The from, country boy. The country guy. Yeah. What Daryl? <laughs> That's what I thought his name was. What's his real name? Darnell. Darnell. Uh, how do you? How do you think that's going to be hidden? Like all that shit's public record. How did her fucking aggressive dad mm, not find that's it? That's a good question. When you get expunged. Well, her name was Alexa. I know that mm-hmm. Alexa and Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Love is blind. Love is Blind, season three, police report accusing Brennan Lemieux of domestic violence surfaces. And it's, of course, he like beat up his girlfriend. Basically. A few years back. I was watching Too Hot to Handle yesterday because of how hungover I am. Mm -hmm. It's healing. And at some point in the last episode that's out as of right now, I don't want to spoil it. I've never seen this show. But there's a woman and they're doing one of these workshop things where you can check in with your feelings. And I just started crying <laughs> because this one woman, I was like, oh my God, I get it. She was like, she's adopted and she doesn't talk about it. And I was like, it's just like yeah. hungover, ugly crying, any kind of actual water that i have in my body coming out your eyes yeah so now more dehydrated she related to the woman because she was adopted and she didn't talk about it no (laughs) (laughs) no uh the she was like, you know, I just don't feel like I uh deserve love because my parents gave me up and like some other shit and i was like yeah bitch you're right i get it she's more closed off than i am but well, yeah we also started watching called back in the groove i saw that which is on who is it like a it's basically like milf stella, island it's like a stella got her groove back kind of vibe if right? you're familiar with 30 rock and milf island their fake show it's it's not uh, it's three women who are all in like their mid 40s and mm. it's all young guy younger guys that want to date them <gasps> and it's pretty great and the three women are like i like all of them because they're w- all in their 40s and aren't that like is, dumb dumb is it a competition show and they or have is it their just shit like together a- they eliminate the dudes they don't like oh okay yeah and it's so I had funny no, I, I i thought it's it was going to be something completely different that's no. why oh my god it Haley, sorry about also, your story it's fine this is tay diggs hosts it oh shut up and so it's at this place called the Groove Hotel, and it's very clear that Hulu 
like signed over a bunch of like mentions to them mm-hmm. because all the interviews they're like so why did you come here to the groove hotel Haley?" and she's like well i I came to the groove hotel because i want it and they say it so much it's fucking funny and the the like is it a real place or did they i think it's a real i wanted it to be like a rebranded sandals or something it probably is but um they're the the concierge is there and he's very funny and whenever they eliminate a guy they tell him that that he has to check out and then they have to go down to the Uh concierge and tell them why they're checking out and so they'll be like it's because she didn't even fucking like me or something they're like i was an idiot or like you don't have the option just to leave the keys in your room and no mobile checkout you have to check out of the groove because you're not that back I, in the groove i've never checked out of a hotel oh, you should because it allows the cleaners to better time to better schedule when they can come clean your room you mean like gone to the place to yeah. check out yeah. you just do it from the room yeah well i just leave the keys yeah. if you can do it to where you like either because like a lot of times online whatever like if you're a bonvoy member <sighs> like i am Haley's always flaunting those bonvoy points. hella points right um you can do it on your phone. You can do it. it. It's better for the cleaning staff because then they don't have to wait for the actual checkout time. Oh, I know. How many the points best practices do you have? This is um, empowering me greatly. <laughs> Thank you. I'm fucking rich. Yep. Hey, bon tell your story. Bonvoy, bon bitch. Boy. Let's go. All right. Um, in the early hours of August 6, 2005. Were you in a hotel? In 2005, maybe. I might have been in a August, soccer tournament. You, mm, yeah. And- Okay. Yeah, that would have been summer season ending. But it was pre-Bonvoy membership. Oh, yeah. It was before I was um, living the lap of luxury that I am now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> As a uh, silver status, which is Ooh, the, ooh, the second, second level. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, I think I have a second bronze. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess start I Start over. Too. In the early hours of <laughs> August 6, 2005, a group of thieves broke into Banco Central at Fort uh, Fort Elisa in Brazil and made off with about 165 million real, which is at the time 70 million US dollars from Woo! one bank heist. How many Bonvoy points? Oh, God. <laughs> That'd What's be a that? lot That's like of a thousand to one points. or something. Like, I don't even Damn. know. Gosh. Um, you could get the like champagne in your room, all that kind all of that stuff. Cra- high floor, petals. late checkout, 5 p.m. late Ooh, checkout, damn. not even noon checkout. Damn. damn. Okay. The heist was so well planned and executed that it has been likened to a Hollywood movie. The thieves dug a tunnel from a rented building next door to the bank's underground vault and used high-tech drills to bore a hole through the vault's roof that they then lowered themselves down into the vault and filled up duffel bags with cash and took themselves out. Some of the robbers were caught and arrested, but many of the criminals and the cash have not been found to this day. How did they tunnel into a bank without being detected? And how did they get away with so much cash? And most importantly, what happened to the money? Where is it Mm -hmm. now? So before we get to those questions, the first question that I want to answer is why this specific bank? Why Banco Central at Fortaleza? Banco Central is like a chain of banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fortaleza actually translates to fortress city, city fortress. Oh. <laughs> so more embarrassing that the city fortress bank got broken into and swindled of money. Banco Central <laughs> at Fortaleza was where 
all the other banks in Brazil would send their cash for inspection by central bank auditors and notes in good condition were returned and put back into circulation and worn notes were taken and burned. So this is almost kind of like a federal reserve. Kind of. Yes. Um, um, so over the weekend when the heist took place, there was quite literally tons of money in the vault, new notes ready to be released, um, and old notes that were about to be incinerated. And the thieves made note to only take the used notes that were marked for incineration. Smart. Yeah. Which were untraceable because the bank hadn't kept records of their serial numbers. So definitely have people on the inside then. Smart and dumb. <laughs> the money was also uninsured um, as a bank person spokesperson stated that the risks were too small to justify the insurance premium on these soon-to-be-incarcerated incinerated money. It's just dead money. Almost. Yeah, and the idea of somebody being able to break in and take all of it is just, like, absurd. Right. Um, Many people actually consider this robbery to be a victimless crime because the stolen money had already been withdrawn from circulation and was therefore taken, not taken from private accounts. Um, Instead, the robbers stole directly from the economy itself. I was going to say, it can destabilize the economy because it just launched $70 million back into it. Like, Seventy million dollars is a lot of money, but it's not like seventy million dollars right. in North Korea. Sure, like it's, sure, it's it, a lot. Also, like I don't know, I feel like most if you're robbing a bank, it's uh, mostly victimless. Yeah, the institutions. Well, if you if you rob a bank and you take from like safety deposit boxes, like well, yeah, that's that's, that's sucky. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, but taking already dead money. Yeah, so even yeah. less so, just money out of a vault. It's yeah. money out of a vault that's a, a literally worthless. In its current state of just being. That's also crazy to think about. Yeah. So how did they get in? So about three months before the burglary, the criminals rented out a commercial property in the city center about 256 feet from the bank's vault. If you're going underground. So I was going to say as the crow flies, but I think it's as the mole digs. Yes. Yep. As the shrew (laughs) shriggles. Shriggles. Yeah, that's how a shrew moves. Shrews shrig. So the gang had renovated the property and put up a sign that said it was a new landscaping company selling natural and artificial grass as well as plants. Neighbors had said they had seen van loads of soil being removed every day, but they thought it was just part of the business. Good idea. I know what's under that. The criminals had even put out local advertisements for the new local landscaping business to further convince the public the business was legitimate, including purchasing a white van that they parked outside the property with a logo of the gardening business painted outside. That's how you do Mm -hmm. a brunt. There's also like, and I couldn't confirm it anywhere, but just by listening and reading, they also like went to other businesses and were like, hey, we're a new local if landscape you if you dirt, need anything from know. us if you need artificial plants and whatever right um to really like send it home okay we've so got the green wink and then yes. they're like this is weird um that's again none of my business so i'm gonna mind my own okay so building the tunnel the tunnel was roughly two and a half feet square and ran 13 feet down into the ground beneath the surface and it was well constructed it was lined with wood and plastic had its own lighting and air conditioning systems and was reinforced it was engineered digging the tunnel required expertise in math engineering and excavation and later on in the investigation after it had all been discovered authorities determined that just building the tunnel itself cost probably around 200,000 USD. Mm-hmm. This is an investment. Oh, yes, very much so. And so on the final weekend, so on a Friday, the bank closed on a Friday and was closed all weekend. 
after 6 p.m., the gang broke through the three and a half foot thick steel reinforced concrete ceiling because they like dug down, but the vault was also sub subterranean. Mm -hmm. They dug down, blasted through somehow without being detected. Nobody ever reported hearing anything weird this entire 13 feet down. Yeah to get through steel yeah anyways they they still how don't hard know. did they hit it with sticks i don't know but it shit out some it money did. it did there's they still to this day don't really know how what they did they it used. yeah they they found some things but it anyway I so mean, i'm sure it's like melting and yeah, hitting and probably melting is maybe even exploding a couple little things the small controlled explosions yeah. yeah they busted through the ceiling and entered the bank vault a considerable amount of time would be required to remove and transport the money due to the volume and weight that was taken out. A total of five containers of 50 real notes were removed, weighing more than 3.5 tons, which is 7,000 yeah. pounds of money. Damn. Yes. That's uh, a couple elephants. <laughs> it. Uh, well, we don't really have a good weight. We have length and we have money. We have cigarettes and Eiffel Towers. Eiffel Towers, yeah. I don't know about weights. We'll get there. The discovery. Oh it was... On Monday morning, around 8 a.m., that the robbery was noticed, bank employees found a circular hole in mm-hmm. the building safe and just a bunch of cans of, like, <laughs> like empty cigarettes and uh, and soda and stuff. Like, if you're yeah. pulling an all-nighter, like, yeah. the shit that you would have just scattered on the floor. Shitloads of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Um, police um, located a pickup truck branded with a f- the fake landscaping business's logo that they found at the rental property. And then inside of it, they found bolt cutters, blow torches, an electric saw, and other tools that they believe were used to penetrate the concrete barrier. <laughs> the robbers had been clever to not leave any fingerprints behind, and they did so by covering the tunnel and the property with burnt lime on their exit. So it just puts like a thin mm-hmm. powder over everything, and it completely destroys. Burns through mm-hmm. it. Yep. The sensors and alarms in the bank were either disabled or evaded by the burglars. <gasps> How? So, oh, my God. So the burglary went, burglary went unnoticed until the bank reopened on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So they had full two days of head start on this shit. That rules. Yeah, it does. I I love uh, it's just uh, crimes like this. These yeah. are cool crimes. It is. Yeah. It is. These it sounds cool like a movie. I'm surprised there's not one. There are. There's been. They're, a, they're all Spanish. Like American are, are, ones. What do you speak? In Portuguese. Brazil? Portuguese in Brazil. Yeah. So how they get in? The criminals did a pretty good job of covering their tracks, but there were an estimated about 25 individuals who executed the heist. Somebody's gonna fuck up. That's a yeah. pretty large group of people to try to do something so big, um, and it didn't take long for one gang member to slip up by attempting to buy 10 cars at once in cash what was he buying the day after (laughs) it happened yep so that raised a red flag and he was apprehended and interrogated and the guy did give up some names but not all of them they used code names so some people you just didn't know the investigation also discovered that a bank employee was involved and provided location (gasps) and motion sensors alarms and the fact that the cameras were filmed but did not record so they had a lot of inside knowledge from this then on august August 10th, 2005, which is five days after the burglary, military police in the region arrested two men driving a car car carrying truck with more than 2.1 million real that was recovered. So 2.1 of 165 million. So not a lot. Um, And those individuals were arrested. Then the next month in September, five men were arrested and they found 5.2 million real of the money. And they told police that they had helped dig the tunnel 
18 suspects at that point had remained at large that they knew about. Mm -hmm. Um, and prosecutors had said that they, that the group had tried to unsuccessfully charter a small plane a couple days before the robbery to help move the money out of the country, but they weren't successful in doing so. And then a prepaid phone card was found inside the tunnel and the federal police located the cell phone associated with it and wiretapped it. And that started special operation named, I can't say it in um, Portuguese, but it's operation mole faction Mm -hmm. fun. And that led to the eventual arrest of 43 people suspected with the involvement. So 25 executing it, 43 had something, something to do, to do with, with and it. that's arrested that's not convicted so you can get mm-hmm, arrested right. for something and charges get dropped like there there are significantly less things going to trial associated with this but it is a very big operation it would seem so many of the captured robbers refused to give up names of other counterparts or even the masterminds of the heights um in exchange for lightened jail sentences this indicated to the police that a larger criminal organization was involved since lengthy jail sentences were prefer- preferred to what would happen to those who snitched on the more dangerous mm-hmm. co-conspirators, which makes a lot of sense. The media speculated that the crime was orchestrated not by like a random gang, but by the leaders of Brazil's most powerful mafia organization, the PCC, which stands for Primero Commando de Capital, which is... I mm-hmm. guess like Costa right. Nostra, basically, right? So who were the masterminds? Well, one key player was Luis Fernando Ribeiro, or Fernandino, a.k.a. Little Fernando. Aww. <laughs> he was a 26-year-old known criminal. On October 7th, 2005, so two months after the... Um, How little? Little enough. Fernandino was kidnapped outside a nightclub in Sao Paulo by men who claimed to be federal officers and taken away in a van. A few hours later, after Fernandino was taken, his family received a ransom call, which was paid. Mm. Fernandino's lawyer met the kidnappers at a gas station, spoke to Fernandino through a walkie-talkie, and handed over $890,000 in ransom, um, real dollars in ransom, Two days later, Fernandino's bullet-ridden body yeah. was found 200 miles from San Paolo, and as police said, it definitely had something to do with the robbery. Poor so, little Ferdinand. He was 26. That's a lot to get done at 26. Yeah. And get murdered. What they expected to be the main ringleader was a man known as the German, and his name Why? is- Why? Um, <laughs> because he was white-looking in Brazil. There were a lot of Germans that, Yeah, Brazil. that's the thing. Yeah. I, didn't, I was like, oh, the German. That's weird that a German person would be over there. And then I realized that that's a nickname that they give to white-looking. Right, because, because of, all the Nazis yes. there. Yeah, so um, Husevan Antonio Alves dos Santos was condemned as the gang leader for planning and committing the robbery. And this was years later. They didn't get him immediately. It was like 10 years later. He was sentenced to 80 years in prison for money laundering- but was already serving a sentence of 35 years for theft, criminal, conspiracy, and using forged documents at the time of the conviction for the robbery. So he was already, he's he like, was already there. He's put like, more okay. on it. Yeah. Also, um, so we're talking about $200,000 up front is a lot of money. The assumption is probably the PCC funded the initial investment in this tunneling system, mm-hmm. that mafia. But also the mayor of Boa Via Gym, a small southern small town south of uh fortaleza was also in on it and he helped fund the money for it too so it also included politicians which means probably somehow the cops were involved at some mm-hmm. point as well very big operation there were some other folks who had some fun nicknames because we got the german and then we got Ferdinino. 
So we've got the armadillo, nickname for how good of a he digger digs. he was. Yeah. Um, he was found and sentenced to 17 years. He purportedly was working as a, like a bakery assistant, so keeping it like trying to fly under the rain. Yeah, not um, ten cars. No, mm-hmm. the next day, no. Another was called Big Boss, um, <laughs> and he was the person who was the tunnel's engineer. And he got caught, but he actually escaped prison in 2011 and is still on the run. Fuck yeah. He's a tunnel man. He's a tunnel man. That's yeah, the thing right? is like a lot of these people have to be like straight up like horrifying, scary criminals, right? But some of them, maybe they're just they're one time yeah. criminal who yeah. did a did a cool crime yeah. Yeah. as an engineer. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Spencer could do this. Mm-hmm. He absolutely could do this. He's dug for trouble. Um, and then kind of over the next couple of years... A lot of the people who were suspects were either found dead. Avadro Jose de Neves was found in Sao Paulo in 2006. Rafael Pierre, another one of the alleged last masterminds, was arrested in Sao Paulo. Another one was arrested. Altogether, there were at least six kidnappings associated with the burglary, all with differing results. A lot of them with people being dead. dead. Yep. So far, authorities have arrested in total 54 suspects, and the federal police recovered only about 20 million real, which is a little bit more than 10% mm-hmm. of all of the money stolen. Then in 2011, another high set of bank, but this time in a Banco Atu in San Paulo, so a different bank, was robbed of about 100 million real. But this time it was cash and jewelry from safety deposit boxes. So there were not as fun. An investigator said it was likely that the mentors of the Banco Utu burglary are the same as those behind the Banco Central burglary at um, Fortaleza because there were just some. Not, not there wasn't tunneling but there were like similarities associated with it where like oh these are the same folks or at least the people learned from these other people and to this day the Banco Central at Fortaleza is the largest bank robbery in Brazil and one of the largest bank robberies in the world to have ever happened and it's still unsolved some of it's some solved. of it, it's a little solved there's but not too all many the way. to like they know what happened they know generally the people involved i'm sure they probably know everyone that was involved it's just a matter of being able to find them mm-hmm. convict them get them back to brazil yeah like, and, yeah, yeah exactly and it's 70 million usd now that obviously wasn't split evenly between the 25 to 50 people that were taking part in it. There was also another thing that I read where one of the leaders was confronted by one of the workers that was like, we need to split all this money equally because we're all putting equal work into it, da 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 da, and he shot him yeah. to like shut that down. But that I couldn't corroborate that anywhere. It was just mentioned in a couple of stories without any citation. Yeah. But yeah. I know like code names and stuff are used a lot in heist movies, yeah. but that reminded me of. You said the shooting thing also. More of uh, Dark Knight with the Joker. Yeah. And he Oh and yeah. everyone's commanded to like kill the person the other behind person them, with kinda, them. Yeah. I wonder how much of that happened. Mm-hmm. Like it oh. also sounds like like how do you go about raising money for this? Because clearly there's one guy who was like, I got this great idea. Now we gotta get a bunch of people to invest and getting together a team into our robbery. Does it start with the tunnel? Is there a criminal who is like brother in law's uh boring engineer right and they're just talking at christmas one day and they're like yeah you know we're actually doing this tunnel system to something fiber optics or do they have something on the guy who dug the tunnel maybe it's that type of thing i mean that's just you know using your network for new creative Mm -hmm. and innovative Mm -hmm. ideas a little bit of blackmail yeah absolutely 
not even blackmail like hey come three months dig a hole and you're gonna make off with what even like five million dollars even like fuck yeah yeah it's a lot of money that's not set for life money well it can be set for life money i mean i feel like i don't know what the 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 power of a, a real is locally in brazil who's at the front door Who's at the front door? Wee, 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 wee. Oh, hi. It's CJ. Hi. Hi. That's a wild, wild So it's a cool story. crime. Cool crimes. Cool crimes. Not all of our crimes today were cool. No, mine no. were not. No. Mine wasn't a crime. No. Maybe a crime against logs. Yeah. But uh, other than aggressive. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had to be aggressive. Yep. It had to have something about poop with it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and. When I found it, I was very excited. excited. I Now, in retrospect, I feel like you sent me a TikTok about this at some point. I don't know about that. I was going to do this. I didn't know if we had ever done this or not, and I couldn't find the story. But it's it's like one of the Nordic ones, but it's not the not, not Krampus. Krampus. Is it the witch one? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that and on TikTok. And I was afraid you were going to do it because you I sent put it me on my TikTok list. Too. It's not the one with the little elf children, is it? No, because okay. you did the elf children one. Yes. But Baba Yaga? Yeah, not Baba. Well, is Baba Yaga? I thought she was more than just Christmas. Yeah, she's just she a is. chicken-footed witch. No, she she lives in a house that has chicken feet underneath it. She, she is chicken feet. She is chicken feet. She got Aren't them we all? chicken she feet. She hath become. She hath become. I am chicken feet, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I do. I need a clear. Frau Perkta. Yeah. Is her name. Yeah. Anyways, maybe I'll do I that. Thi- I think I wrote bit. her down. I need to clear out my list because some of these are very old. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Go beat a log, make a log. Get money. And don't don't do crime, crime against do, women. Do cool yeah, crimes. Don't do, only steal. do cool crimes. You can don't steal if there is not women. a direct victim. Mm-hmm. Yes. No... Thank you. Commit victimless. <laughs> that's all I have got. Victimless crimes, crimes. or get the fuck out. Yeah. That was legally that's a joke. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.